Hello, everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express, I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which, when we're not in a horrible, awful global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a bit about comedy. I am so excited that our guest this week is the hilarious Greg Bach. Greg, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Greg, buddy, this week we saw that former President Donald Trump still holds a ridiculous and frankly frightening amount of power over the Republican Party as 43 of the 50 GOP senators voted to acquit Donald Trump for his role in inciting the deadly and violent insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. One vote, however, that was never in doubt was Wisconsin's own Ron Johnson. Yep, good old Rojo, right, who for the last four years has been one of Trump's most steadfast sycophants, one of his most loyal lackeys. Even post-presidency, Ron Johnson's Trump butt-kissing continues with even a new and novel approach, that being Ron Johnson's claim that the violence at the Capitol was really not that big of a deal. Seriously, Monday, Ron Johnson was on Jay Weber's right-wing radio show, and he said the following quote, quote, the fact of the matter is, this didn't seem like an armed insurrection to me. I I mean, armed. When you hear armed, don't you think of firearms? End quote. On another right-wing show on WTAQ, he doubled down saying, quote, to call that an armed insurrection. It was the pitiful armed insurrection anybody could ever possibly imagine. End quote. So to be clear, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin is upset that the insurrectionists didn't bring enough guns? Seriously, five people died. Five people died. Dozens were injured. That's not enough violence for you, you sick friggin' bastard. Seriously, this asshole is complaining that the insurrection didn't do a good enough job. They failed in stealing the election, so it's not really an insurrection. And just redefining what arms are. But to be fair, Ron Johnson does have a vested interest in downplaying what happened at the Capitol, considering he was one of the main people promoting Trump's baseless election fraud lies. Greg, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, first of all, I like the whole Rojo thing because what <laughs> you don't know is that in Spanish, Rojo means red. In Spanish, Rojo means feckless thug idiot. So, <laughs> I mean, I just think that that just, it, it works perfectly when you think about it. And and when, when uh, also, I'm just wondering if, if he wanted more arms, did he want like, you know, like, otherworldly creatures to show up with like eight armed legs so, so more arms could have more guns because that's america right there i mean it's not about just arming the people it's about giving people more arms to hold more arms none of this bear spray stuff none of these bats or or zip ties or or these lily livered semi-automatic weapons no we need more arms for more arms that's what we need in america right now that's the america i want that's the america that my uncle sent me a forwarded email about that's that's what i want to vote for good god the man is the man is a hero for the insane yeah, really. Well, he also he also shifted blame to Nancy Pelosi this last week oh, too. Tried to say that was, even though like literally they were like calling out her name along with Mike Pence's to yeah. probably murder her. Uh, it was really her fault. You know, the thing is, is you know how even though Mitch McConnell, you know his behavior in the last couple of weeks, notwithstanding, but his, you know how Mitch McConnell can pretty much say and do anything, mm -hmm. and 
we're never really shocked. <laughs> right. And we're like, of course he's saying the exact opposite because that's who he is. Right. When Ron Johnson does it, you're like, that man is stupid. Like he's, <laughs> he wakes up in the morning and looks himself in the mirror and says, look, I'm going to say these things and they're going to make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look at America with my dead crystal blue eyes <laughs> and tell them that Nancy Pelosi knew more about this than she's leading on. Right. I mean, he really is somewhat of, I don't want to, he, is hero even the word I want to even brace him with? I feel like he's more than that. He's, Not an anti-hero. He's a, no, he's an, he's an icon of stupidity. <laughs> well, he also, uh, he also, I got kind of going along with the stupidity thing. Cause like even someone who's smart wouldn't say this, like his response to why he voted no was like, I'm, I'll read the quote here. It's like, quote, the president's lawyers blew the house manager's case out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> they literally eviscerated what the house managers put in front. It's like, like he turns into like a morning DJ or something like yeah. that. It just <laughs> We got Rojo and the boy coming up at 1215 with oh. all your rock and roll needs. And after that, we're going to get Led Zeppelin it's for the 15th caller Rojo and the boy i mean it's it's craziness too because i i watched some of that and at one point the lead the lead defense had to he had to continue to stop calling himself the lead prosecutor and then had to explain to the room that he knew what a prosecutor was i mean they were laughing at them. Right. Were they laughing? Well, you know, okay, okay, let's look at it with some, some fresh eyes. Let's look at this with less, less liberal cuck tear eyes. <laughs> right, okay. Maybe that entire room was laughing at them because they were so impressed mm. with their ability. Mm. And they were thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, how, how are the house managers going to – how are they going to stand up to these – these personal injury attorneys from Florida. Oh my God. I mean, this is crazy. Let's just pack it up. Let's go home. Let's right. go home. Mitch, you want to say anything? Mitch, you want to say something? Cool. All right. Two minutes and we can go. We're going. Gonna get hot wings on me. Yeah. Literally the uh internet trolls of lawyers, right? Just just like yeah. uh, all caps lawyers. Uh, <laughs> man. So Greg, another aspect of this podcast is a discussion of the art of comedy. Um, so one thing we always I always ask my guests is, um, how has comedy in COVID treated you? And people may not know this. In addition to being a very, very funny uh, comedian, you're also one, one, <laughs> yeah, one of the three owners of Milwaukee's only comedy club, The Laughing Tap, along with Caitlin McCarthy and Matt Kemple. And uh, we had Caitlin on a couple months ago. Uh, how... But Let's talk a little bit about how comedy has treated you in COVID and especially how it's treated uh, your space, which uh, for all comedians and art levels in Milwaukee, we want to survive uh, this horrible pandemic. For me personally, it's completely affected as I have not done any comedy whatsoever. I've, I have not stood on a stage and done a live show in almost a year, and I'm actually fine with that. There are things going on, and I did a Zoom show once, and it was very weird. It was for a Target, Target corporate, like after hours meeting thing and <laughs> i mean i think the, i think the person who was closest to my age was still 10 years younger than me so i'm like so what do you kids talk about you guys talk about snapchats and uh, tiktoks i don't know what's going on here i'm old and my back hurts right <laughs> but uh so i really kind of stayed away from that i've written some things down here and there but more importantly for us with regard to the laughing tap it's been difficult but we've been weathering the storm and we reopened last july and we've had like some ups and downs since basically about mm, about a month ago, we reopened to a lot of 
I'd say success. You know, we've we've been selling out shows and having good people coming through and having audiences. We've added a live stream component to the show. So now people can watch the show from their homes too, which I think is not only important, but I think it's here to stay. And I'm totally on board for that because, you know, we are a small space and, and we can only have 20 people at a time. And even if we can only have 30, 40, 50, if there are people out there around the country who want to see some comedy, I want to give it to them. So you, you adapt or you die essentially. And I feel like we've adapted and we've really worked hard to make the space safe. We've worked hard to make the space accessible. And we're showing it right now with our shows that are selling out. So it was really just about, you know, do we close up after 10 weeks? Right. I mean, that's what we were open for 10 weeks. Yeah. And, but we decided, no, we're going to keep going. And, and we're going to go until we either, you know, take over the world or, you know, the world's like, no, thank you. But I think we're seeing that the world wants comedy. And specifically from us. Yeah. And specifically, yeah, Milwaukee needs it, man. So uh, I am not doing live shows personally just because I just I just can't personally. But I, yeah. I but also I don't own a space. You know, I didn't just put everything yeah. into making. I don't. There's no judgment at all. But, I, you know, I've gotten live streams for you guys and I really enjoyed them and stuff. So uh, yeah. how can people support the Laughing Tap? What can they do to. Uh, also, I know in my in the mail, supposedly, I have an awesome new Laughing Tap shirt that you guys have. Yes, you do. Uh, you have merch, but also you have shows yeah. that you can watch. Where can people find your shows? So you can go to laughingtap.com and hit the ticket link and you can see the shows coming up. And, and as far as it goes right now every single one of our shows has a live stream component to it so you can see a late show an early show friday saturday sometimes thursdays but you can buy tickets there generally tickets are twenty dollars for in person and live stream is ten dollars per household so we don't make you pay per person that would be absolutely insane to do (laughs) that but ten bucks per per household twenty bucks per person and if you come in person the place is got a stellar cleaning yeah. regimen we have been talked about by the city they like what we have and they're happy with how hard we're working and and quite frankly we could have more but we don't feel it's safe <laughs> right to have more people in there when you can't socially distance so you go to laughing laughing tap.com go to the tickets find a show you want to look at get that show come on down or tune in on your television you can do that also uh matthew mentioned merch we did just release a merch line and we actually sold out of the first run, but we're going to be doing a second run very soon with t-shirts, hoodies, baseball tees. We're going to be adding some hats, coffee mugs, and it's just going to be a way to help support the club and put that logo out there. And it's really cool. It's cool. I'm wearing the hoodie. Now. I wear the, I live in this hoodie. It's so it is <laughs> literally one of the comfiest things I wear. So yeah, laughingtap.com for all your comedy needs, milwaukeecomedy.com for all your comedy needs. It's great. Yeah. Again, man, uh, I, I, one, I, I, the three of you are just wonderful people. And like, and I, I remember going there like on the pre-show, like the pre-opening night and just feeling so happy uh, of what you, the three of you accomplished. <laughs> and I was just like, I was so proud of the three of you and like, you know, just the work you put in, but what it really means to the city. And, uh, really I, 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 all my good thoughts are going your way to, to help hope you make you. it through this. Cause really, um, one, you're wonderful people, but also the city needs it. And so thanks for what you're doing and thanks for being on the show, buddy. Thank you so much, Matthew, for having me. I appreciate it. 
All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for listening to episode 17 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. Milwaukee.